Evening prayer starts on page 22. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 145 is on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end to his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord. All thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power that thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. 
The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever. Here beginneth the 33rd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time, while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the houses of the kings of Judah, which have been pulled down to fortify against the siege mounds and the sword. They come to fight with the Chaldeans, but only to fill their places with the dead bodies of men, whom I will slay in my anger and my fury. All for those wickedness I have hidden my face from this city. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return, and will rebuild those places as at the first. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity, by which they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities, by which they have sinned, and by which they have transgressed against me. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth, who shall hear all the good that I do to them. They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. Thus says the Lord, Again there shall be heard in this place, of which you say it is desolate, without man and without beast, in the cities of Judah, in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without man and without inhabitant and without beast, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. And of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as at the first, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In this place which is desolate, without man and without beast, and in all its cities, there shall again be a dwelling place of shepherds, causing their flocks to lie down. In the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, in the cities of the south, in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, the flocks shall again pass under the hands of him who counts them, says the Lord. And at that I will watch David righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In those days Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called, the Lord our righteousness. 
Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, and that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet also, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly I say to you, he who receives whomever I send, receives me, and he who receives me, receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit, and testified, and said, Most assuredly I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. 
Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had a money box, and God is glorifying him. God is glorifying him. God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am born, cannot come. So now I say to you, the new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are disciples, if you have love for one another. When Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus said to him, I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me now. He said to him, Lord, I cannot follow you now. I will live my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? To Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, wordly lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires and all good counsels and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. If you uh, were to look at our collect for the day, on the, for the fifth, uh, excuse me, for, uh, for um, since Ash Wednesday, we've been saying the collect on page 124, and you'll notice that we say that every day until Palm Sunday. So um, tomorrow, we'll start another collect in the morning, and it'll be the collect for uh, Palm Sunday, and we say that all the way through uh, Friday, Good Friday. So I'm reminded of um, high school uh, running track, if you could imagine me running a mile. But I did run the mile in track, and after the third lap, the guy who started the race with a gun would stand up and shoot the little uh, gun off again. And it was called the gun lap, and I think nowadays, for correctness, they have a bell lap. But that means that the uh, race is coming to a close. It's coming towards the, the near the end, and this is the last lap. So in a way, I look at this um, change of colics as a, a time for us to hear that the bell go off and that we're running the last lap. And so we make ourselves a little more steadfast and harden ourselves to make it through to the end of the race. So if you remember a little while ago, we had read Jeremiah, and God had promised that Jeremiah would be delivered. And in that message, I think I remember saying that um, history showed that Jeremiah did go back to Jerusalem. And, and after a while, the Babylonians treated him really well. But at this point, he's in prison when this, when this particular chapter uh, was written or this particular passage. And uh, also reminds me that Joseph, who ended up uh, second in all of Egypt, spent some time behind bars. So I think for us, as we go through hard times, it's, it's also important to remember that sometimes that's the path by where we get to the times that God has for us. So just a reminder about that. So while Jeremiah is in prison, God invites him to call on him and to hear the great and mighty things to come. And then we get this great promise. And it's a promise of salvation. But this time it's a little different because so much of what God spoke to Israel about was to Israel as a nation. And this promise is addressed to the captives of Judah. And it... Um, it seems to be more individual than as a collective. And in verse 8, we read this great promise, I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned and by which they have transgressed, a, trans, excuse me, transgressed against me. So that's a great promise. But it's also followed up uh, in verse 15, which I would call the greatest of promises. In verse 15, it says, In those days and at that time, I will cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In those days Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called, the Lord our righteousness. So 
uh, she would be called the Lord our righteousness because that's who's going to be in charge of the kingdom. And I believe we're looking at a new kingdom. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. In the, and as we know, because we have the gift of hindsight, that the kingdom comes and the new kingdom, the new Jerusalem is being established and we're a part of that kingdom. And we look forward to the kingdom uh, being fulfilled and that's our hope and uh, is in the resurrection and the fulfillment of that. So it kind of moves into John 13, because we see these things happening. Here's this promise. In John 13, we see the Gospel of John moving to the fulfillment of these promises. So it's getting a little more exciting as we get closer to this uh, last week of Lent, the Holy Week. So Jesus has retreated, and he's hidden himself. And I think we mentioned that's why we hide the cross, and we veil the cross, because Jesus hid himself, and um, he's it's uh, he has left his... The people don't get to see him until... Uh, the resurrection, uh, except for his in-group or his disciples and the group that travels with him. And so he took his disciples aside and he's teaching and he's kind of wrapping up their education because soon they'll be on their own or on their own with the Holy Spirit, but they'll be going out and continuing the work without him. Interesting that Jesus said that he knew where he was from and he knew where he was going. And it's kind of interesting, in, in the old days in Disneyland, we had different tickets. An A ticket was not much, but an E ticket was hold on to your seats. And we have to die to get to this kingdom, so that's the E ticket. But if we know where we're going, it holds no fear for us. And as we read in 1 Corinthians this week, O death, where is your victory? O grave, where is your sting? I might have got those two turned around, but anyway, you know, you get the point. So it says Jesus loved them to the end. And the perfect saving love is, is uh, a love to perfection. So what Jesus did, first he's going to do something, and then he's going to give them a new commandment that will reflect what he just did. So he washes their feet. And, uh, of course, Peter, in his impulsiveness, says, you know, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says, and you have no part of me. And so he relents. And of course, then Peter wants to have his whole body washed. But um, Jesus said, that's enough. We'll just do your feet. And so... Um, so he sends Judas on his way. And so we'll read more about Judas tomorrow in the uh, communion service in the, in the gospel for tomorrow. And he gives us a new commandment uh, to love one another. And so that's going to be the mark of us as a Christian. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you and that you also love one another. So he says we have to love one another, but then he's telling us we have to do it the way I loved you, which was as a servant. And uh, he predicts Peter's denial. And he, Jesus asked him, Peter, will you lay down your life for me, for, for life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you that the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. So um, I think I, I used that analogy of Disneyland and an e-ticket. But on those rides, you had to get in and, and uh, strap the belt on and hang on. And uh, that's as we're getting ready to start Holy Week. It's important for us to, to do exactly that, to strap in, hang on, and, and uh, enjoy not enjoy the ride, but, uh, yeah, we'll enjoy the ride as we go through Holy Week. And God speaks to us, and it may be a little bit scary at times, but we know where it ends up. So we'll remain steadfast and faithful and in our prayer. And I'm looking forward to uh, Palm Sunday tomorrow and the, and the beginning of the last week and Holy Week. It's, uh, it's starting to get just a little bit exciting, I believe. So... Um, I hope you're I hope you're feeling the same thing. If not, I hope by tomorrow you're feeling it. So here we go. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, 
and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. God bless you this Saturday night. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow on, on Palm Sunday. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.